This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time time. for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast it's joe marino and kyle krabs we're your host chris schubert's here floating around producing this thing we're from the draft network and we're brought to you by bet online which is your number one spot for all your sports wagering information it is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports which includes of course the nfl nba uh the nhl College sports, soccer, you name it, you can find it over at Bet Online. Super easy to navigate website that's available on your desktop or your mobile device. We got a deal for you. Sign up today. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy drinks giving to you. Drinks giving. Yes, this is the number. It's a day before Thanksgiving, and this is widely accepted as the number number one one drinking drinking holiday Ah, of the year. Yes, of course, of course, of course. I just never heard that phrasing of it before. Blackout Wednesday, maybe you've heard. Yep, yep. Yep. That one I'm much more familiar with. I didn't want to encourage people to get blackout, so I just went with drinksgiving. I really do that anymore anyway, right? Like, that's not really my wavelength at this stage in my career so your career he referred to drinking as a career what else are you to call it you know like you have these evolutions and it it waxes and wanes and it's just uh, young people listening to the show uh, 21 and over only because if you're under 21 you're obviously not drinking don't it's not worth it to get it's never worth it worth it to get blacked out drunk 
It's yeah. just you feel like trash for three days afterwards. And then when you get to when you the, the first number in your age becomes a three, mm-hmm. you're you're hurting for two weeks afterwards. So just take it from us. It's happy Thanksgiving, but like have a few, have a good time. Make sure you have rideshare stuff lined yes. up so you can get home safely. And then just go get a food coma tomorrow on Thanksgiving and thank us afterwards. <laughs> Do not drink and drive, please, God. Don't, don't like dead ass. Don't do call it. me you if you're in the state of North Carolina. Kicked out of the draft dudes yeah. family. Nothing is don't do it. nothing more uncool than drinking and driving. So don't do that. Uh, what is cool though is what we're going to do on the show today. A little uh, check the tape action from Kyle and I, and then um, <laughs> tear maker. <laughs> I thought it was really cool watching Chris squirm in his chair just now as we went down that rabbit hole, wondering how far it was going to go and if he was going to have to remove any audio from us going off on a, a drinking tangent. And I think we did okay, Chris. You did fine. We can keep it all in. But there have been times where I've had to remove some things that you guys have said in the past. So About drinking, too. He doesn't often tell us that. Like, I, I don't think you've ever told us, like, hey, I want to let you know I took that out of the show. That's not true. You just do there, this on your own? There are times where I've had to edit Kyle, and I go, hey, Kyle, <laughs> just want to let you know you said this, oh. and you maybe shouldn't have. And then Kyle goes, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, the, Thanks. The... The last one wasn't my fault, though. No, it was not your fault. I just thought your choice of words was very poor. <laughs> it wasn't my words, though. It was it was somebody else's words on the show. Then we might be thinking of two different instances. Mm. I'm gonna drop it in the chat. Okay. Drop it in the okay. Chat. okay. Oh, I'll confirm if whether or not that that was the if this was the case. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. You said it. Yeah, I I wasn't. <laughs> I thought Joe said it. No, you said I'm it. I'm innocent. I've been framed. <laughs> So are we gonna, we're going to talk about the tape. Is that the deal? We're going to talk about the tape. Yeah. Once again, I have no idea what you have planned, and you have no idea what I have planned. So, I'm I'm going to want to do the thing today, the thing that we do, the thing where we, we talk suddenly... about something and then we we have like a a project behind it. Oh, that happens. I can tell you, there's no thing associated with mine. Do you want to go then? Yeah. Let... Like, is is it easier to get yours out of the way? It's it sounds like it might. Um. All right. Here we go. My check the tape. And I I think I'm going to be very prospect heavy uh, for a while here because we're doing final evaluations and I'm excited about the players that I'm watching. And so if there's a player that I get excited about, I'm going to want to bring it to this segment. And recently I did a guy by the name of Dalton Kincaid, tight end from the Utah Utes. Folks, this man leads all of college football in receptions and yards amongst tight ends. He's very, very productive, and he's a player. I just, you know, excited is the word. I watched the tape, and I got excited, and I like the way that he made me feel watching his game. And let's talk about him for just a minute here because uh, this is a really quality prospect here, and his his path to becoming a quality prospect is kind of interesting. Uh, Didn't play football until his last year in high school. Basketball player, good basketball player. Just one year of football, so he wasn't this big-time recruit. So he starts his career at the University of San Diego. He's there for a couple of seasons before transferring over to Utah. And if you like tight ends, Utah is the uh, school to watch, right? They, they live in 12. They live in 13, man. They, they put these tight ends on the field like crazy. So Dalton Kincaid went to a really good spot for him to showcase himself because part of what I really like about Dalton is just what he's put on tape Um, that's translatable to the next level. He's a guy that has run a very expansive route tree. He's a guy that has blocked from multiple alignments. He's run routes from multiple alignment. 
the stuff that NFL teams are going to ask him to do, he's been doing for the last two years at Utah. And we typically see these tight ends come to the NFL and take a little time to get going. I think that in spite of him being relatively new to football, uh, only been playing it since 2017, uh, I think he comes in pretty ready to help an NFL offense. The pass-catching skill set here is really, really exciting. He's athletic. He's a good route runner. And this guy has unbelievable hands and ball skills. My guy has been targeted in college 153 times. How many drops does he have? One. One. This guy literally catches everything. He's sure-handed. It's just a very natural ability to get himself in good positions to win at the catch point, and he's got sure hands. I mean, that basketball background really, really shows up when he has an opportunity to go get the football in the air. You can feel it. There's just a natural uh, sense about the way he gets himself into positions to make plays. Good in and out of breaks as a route runner. That was my favorite thing that I noticed um, when I compared my notes from the final eval that I recently did uh, compared to the summer watch was I thought he was a good route runner and certainly was athletically gifted enough to to get in and out of breaks and be fluid and all that type of stuff. But it was the technique that I thought he showed a lot of growth with growth with where, you know, you watch him over the summer and he's kind of leaning into his into his breaks. He's not necessarily very deceptive at the top of routes where I thought there was a lot of growth in that area uh, this year. And it's it's been fun to watch. Um, just I, I mean, everything you could want from a route running hands ball skills perspective at the tight end position. He's physical. He's got great concentration. He's competitive after the catch. I don't think this is a guy that is David and Joku after the catch, right? Not many people are or that, you know, that type of talent, but he's going to be physical and competitive and, and really compete for those extra yards. So again, not, not necessarily your in Joku, right? But a good, a sufficient player after the catch, certainly not deficient in that area. He's got great temperament as a blocker. Um, if you watch Utah, which hopefully you do, they're a fun team to watch, they get these tight ends, like I was saying, blocking in a lot of different ways. And while he's not going to be confused as this dominant inline run blocker, when they get him out in space and into bunch sets and even sometimes as a lead blocker and he's working against DBs and you know really back seven defenders, he has a lot of success and he plays with a lot of control and he operates with good timing and there's good temperament and good physicality when he blocks in line. Although – you know, let's face it, there's a lot of times where opponents will kind of play through him when he's trying to you know, widen gaps and has to really put his hand in the dirt and block in line. So it's a really good prospect, guys. I, I, I think maybe you could say at 6'4", 240 pounds, maybe you wish he was an inch taller. Maybe you wish he had five or ten more pounds on him. Uh, maybe you wish he was an elite athlete, in, athlete instead of just a really good athlete. Uh, maybe you wish he was a tick better as an inline blocker, but my goodness, keep the main thing the main thing. Here, this guy's a really dynamic receiving talent that I think has a chance to be a quality starter in the NFL. Kaithi getting hurt probably helped him, didn't it? You know, probably, Kyle, but one of my favorite things this summer was watching how Utah got them both going, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they were both productive. I, I didn't, I think it's, it probably helped him a little bit because it, it gave him even more market share, but I don't. I don't know that I necessarily watched that relationship over the last two years and feel like they took away anything from each other because Utah does such a good job of getting them both going. And, you know, they, like I said, they do live in that 12 personnel. So um, I think from the lens of in 2021, Kaifi was targeted more. Yeah. Then, yes, Kincaid did eat away into that market share this year. So, yeah, that's a, I talked myself into agreeing with you there. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, I just kind of figured that it, it's the same thing with uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, right? When, like, sure, when Jalen sure. Waddle go down, Devontae Smith gets a not only a larger target share, but like a different, some some new looks yeah. that he's now responsible for and showcases he's capable of doing that in the long run ends up paying dividends with, with what his evaluation was as a player. So that was kind of the spirit of where I saw that. And it sounds like... Um, Sounds like I got to get to Dalton Kincaid sooner oh. rather than later for a final watch. I've seen plenty and I know I'm excited about him, but. I think, and just kind of, cause now you got my head going with great question, by the way, the number that I think tells the story behind what you said there about um, Kaithi going down and what it's meant for Kincaid was just his average depth of target. And, and, and I remember when I was contrasting the two players over the summer, the thought that I had was, Kaithi's this really dynamic after the catch player. I think he's a more dynamic athlete. And so he kind of got some of those looks and opportunities to create after the catch. Um, and now those are going to Kincaid average depth of target in 2021 was 11.2 for Kincaid. It's down to 8.4 this year. Mm. And it's not because he's not getting chances down the field. He is, it's, he's just getting more opportunities in some of those short areas to create after the catch. And I, I'm, as you said that I'm thinking of, okay, yeah. Saw a couple little tight end screens, uh, you know, manufactured touches in space and little touchdowns and stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm, ch- I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down there. Very good. Very good. Uh, are you ready? Are you ready to do the thing? Brother? I, I have no idea where we're going, but I'm, I'm ready. Okay. So uh, did you guys see the video that dropped on the YouTube channel yesterday in the morning? I'm aware of the video that dropped. I have not consumed it. So, Chris, are are you aware of the presence of this video? Can confirm, yes. So we took a fields trip (laughs) and watched Chicago Bears offensive tape uh, to study Justin Fields. And we've looked at the past month of game tape from Justin Fields and and found common themes and and film clips. And uh, it was was Ray and myself. And it's about 45 minutes long, uh, but it's pretty thorough. And it goes through the winning traits that Justin Fields has right now. It goes through areas of independent growth for Justin Fields individually as himself as an isolated variable. It looks at areas of growth based on the pieces around Justin Fields and then finishes with what kind of pieces around him does he need that the Bears currently do not have? Okay, and, and I say all that because that's where I want to go with this. I don't want to have the conversation about Justin Fields, right? I just did a 45-minute video that I would highly recommend everybody go watch with film clips from the past month of, of play for Justin Fields to illustrate what is going on with Justin Fields. But my... Tate don't lie discussion was just the, and, and we've joked about it on the show. We've called Chicago, the Chicago, Justin Fields is right. Like that's been a thing the last couple of weeks. So I want to do the thing, Joe, who's the number one pass catcher on the Chicago bears. Darnell Mooney. So Darnell Mooney, put him off, put that name off to the side. All right. He's off to the side. Who is the best back in Chicago's backfield. David Montgomery. You, do you believe it is David Montgomery or do you believe it is is Khalil Herbert? Um no, I think I think I like I think Herbert has a reasonable chance. I okay. All right. Well 
Like we could be honest. Can, it's can, not just because no, David Montgomery's a couple well, thousand yard receiver. I think there's, I think there's, I think there's two different lenses that you have to look at it through. Like who's the better player? Well, I'm going to side with the guy that's done more, right? Which is Montgomery. If you okay. ask me which skill set I like better, I, I might say Herbert. Okay. So we're going to put David Montgomery off to the side. And then I'm going to ask you, who's the best offensive lineman on the Chicago Bears offensive line? They're starting five. Win healthy is Braxton Jones, Cody Whitehair. Um, who am I forgetting at center that I'm pretty sure is? It's Mustafer. Like Lucas Patrick. It's Sam Mustafer is their starting center. Right. But Lucas Patrick's on IR. Yeah. And then Tevin Jenkins and Riley Reed. I mean, the center's not going to be the answer to the question anyway. Who is the best player on that starting five? Uh, it should be Cody Whitehair. I don't I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably been Tevin Jenkins this year from what I've watched. It has been Tevin Jenkins yeah. this year. I would agree with you. So let's take those three names. Okay? And I want to do the thing. I want to oh, go through God. the league. Right. <laughs> so let's start with Darnell Mooney. Kyle. Darnell Mooney, and no, this is to really drive home the point. Kyle, we don't have enough time for this, man. We we, we do. We do. Uh, it's bad. It's at the bottom, Kyle. Bottom Darnell five. Darnell Mooney is wide receiver blank on Team X's roster. We'll do it quick. We'll do it quick. And if we don't get through all three names, we won't get through all three names. But I'm fairly certain we do have a reasonable amount of time because we're, we're doing tier maker for a really fun topic at the end. I want to make sure we get that in. Darnell Mooney is wide receiver blank on the Dolphins. Three. Blank on the Bills. Two. Blank on the Patriots. One. Blank on the Jets. Three. Two two or three. I would say three. Uh, Blank on the Chiefs. And this is assuming health Mm, for all of uh, these teams. Like uh, every player that you have available to you. Uh maybe two maybe two yeah uh chargers everyone's healthy yes three raiders two really no love for hunter renfro he i i i, I have a hard uh, time yeah, no it's uh, two i like him i think <laughs> it's two denver broncos lord god if everyone's healthy what <laughs> i guess three Maybe uh, the ten- the Tennessee Titans, one. The Indianapolis Colts, two. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kirk's been good. Uh, two. Uh, the Houston Texans, one. Nah, two. Cooks is good too. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I, uh, one or two. I. I was gonna say he might be the one there. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Three. Would you take Tyler Boyd over? Serious question. I don't think I would. The Cleveland Browns. Two. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Two. The Philadelphia Eagles. Three. Three. Dallas Cowboys. Two. Fully fully healthy Michael uh, Gallup. Three, three, three. Okay. The New York Giants. One. One. Washington Commanders. Two. Two. 
San Francisco 49ers. Chris, did, did you take exception with something there? Uh, we just going to disregard Jahan Dotson like that? It feels a little disrespectful. Yes, uh, yes, we are. Yeah, I, I love Jahan Dotson, but Mooney's done more. Mooney's done more, I would agree. They're pretty complementary skill sets, though. I like, yeah. like both of them. Three for uh, the 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. Three. Three? Seattle Seahawks. Three. Three. The Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Everybody's healthy. Hold on. Uh, three. Now, you I don't guess. have a time machine for AJ Green, so like, <laughs> three. Let's, we need to factor that in. Uh, the years are uh, the LA Rams. Excuse me. Two. Chris took exception with some. Chris, do, are you having Mooney at two for Arizona? Is that what you yeah, got mad about? Three. You get Hopkins and Hollywood Brown. You, you, come on, man. I would also take Hollywood Brown. Over. I got to be honest fully with you. Healthy Hollywood I Brown forgot Brown. about Hollywood Brown because he's hurt. That's <laughs> Did you think it was Greg Dortch? I thought he was trying to hit me with the AJ Green or Rod Del Moore, and I was like, excuse no, me? No, no, no. Um, the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson's one, two, three, four, and five, so six. But the real okay. answer is two. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh... I'd rather two. have St. Brown. Two. I'd rather have St. Brown. Right. Two. Uh, Packers. Oh, one. God. One. Yeah, one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three. The Atlanta Falcons. Two. Two, but it gets an asterisk because they're such yeah, a like... run heavy team that it's like Mooney doesn't really move the needle for you, right? Like yeah. uh, the Carolina Panthers. Two. Okay, and then the New Orleans Saints. Everybody's healthy. God. Okay, I don't even know how good Michael Thomas is. I'd, I'd write him off. I'd put Olave over him, though. It's very hypocritical okay, of me two. to say I would take Olave over him, but I would take Olave over him. Uh, okay, so we identified like three teams in the entire NFL in which Darnell Mooney would also be a wide receiver one, right? And we're not going to do the thing with Chase Claypool. We're not going to do the thing with Dante Pettis, like the Those rest of the game. receivers, fours, and fives. Those guys. Right. Okay. We're not going to do the thing with Cole Kmet, but Cole Kmet has actually turned it on thanks to some really nice scheme type stuff with what they're doing new with Justin Fields. We're not going to do the thing with the running back. I don't want to have to do this three times through, but I'm just going to ask you fact or fiction. Tevin Jenkins is a top three offensive lineman on Team X. Top three. He's their best lineman. Are you ready? We're doing the we're doing the thing. Thirty two of these. We're we're doing the thing. Oh God. Okay. It's gonna be quick. So just it's like word association. So just whatever word first comes into your so head, the, Chris. If you need to help, now yeah, help. So now. the opposite muted, of quick. So. so we're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Is he? The question is: fact or fiction? A top three offensive lineman? Top three offensive lineman on that roster? Carolina no, Panthers. he's not. No. New Orleans Saints. No. Atlanta I don't, know why, I don't know why I'm yelling. I don't know why I'm yelling. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I love it. You're think, into it. This I is think good. This I is the whole Joe, point. I think Joe feels that's the only way he's going to be able to do it quickly. If he goes, no, no, it's not. Loud. Like emotional reaction. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. No. Uh, we lost them. We lost them. Probably not. Probably Lindstrom, not. Matthews, and McGarry's been solid this year. I'll say yeah, that. that's probably, yes. Uh, Green Bay Packers. No. The Detroit Lions. Absolutely no. not. No. The Minnesota Vikings. No. No. The LA Rams. <laughs> Everybody's healthy. Um, 
Here's the thing. Joe Noteboom being out, I think, actually helps because that's how much pressure he was given. So Havenstein's definitely better. David Andrews is probably better. Brian Allen's probably better. So we'll say no. No, but close. Arizona Cardinals. Don't forget Rodney Good. Hudson. God. Okay, Hudson, Humphreys. Oh, no, might he be might it. be three. Yeah, that might be it. Okay, so we have one yes. The Seattle Seahawks. Probably, Kyle. I mean, those rookie tackles are good, but... Probably. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Man, their middle three is kind of Pro- corny, isn't it? Yes. Good. Tackles, so I'd say though. probably. I think he's yeah. top three. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, the Commanders. No. Okay, I'll go with no. The New York Giants. Yes, he's their tackles. Are, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's in. Okay. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. No. Philadelphia Eagles. No. The Miami Dolphins. Uh, Armstead, Connor Williams, Rob, Rob Hunt. Hunt. No. No. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Dawkins is better. Morse is better. Would I take Bates? I didn't expect this to be the part where you took it so so to heart. No, no, no. So your answer is no? I think about it, though, but it's no. New England Patriots. What a weird offensive line. <laughs> so you get David Andrews if he's healthy, and obviously right. we're hoping Andrews that he's healthy, Brown. but it sounds like it, it right. doesn't sound good when, based off the injury. If they're healthy, no, he's not. If he's healthy, no. Okay. No. New York Jets. And the Jets kind of get a, a funny asterisk because, like, Elijah Tucker, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker is better. And then, Dwayne like, Brown. I would take Dwayne Brown and I would take George Fant, but yeah. they both play the same position, kind of. So, like, it's still kind of. <laughs> but in the spirit of the operation, he's not a top three offense. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. No. L.A. Chargers. No. Denver Broncos. Mm. Yes. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Lord, yes. The Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. Not if everyone's healthy, no. The Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> we have seven more teams. Then we can move on the with our lives. The Bengals, the Bengals. Volson, Williams, Collins, Kappa. I don't I I think Jenkins would help their offensive line. Um I think I think he I think he would too, but yeah, is he a top three starter on that line? He shouldn't be. But Collins and Jonah Williams are not playing to standards. They're so we not can playing say, well. We can yeah. say yes. We can say Cap yes. Has it's been okay. Pretty good. Yes. We'll go okay. With yes. yes. Cleveland Browns. No. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> oh God. Um, I would say I would say yes on this one, person. Yeah, I'll go with yes. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. Man, if everyone's healthy, Luan's better. Ben Jones. Ben Jones is better. And Nate Davis. Nate Davis is better. Yeah. So no. Indianapolis Colts. No. Jacksonville Jaguars. Hate this offensive line. Sheriff. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's tough. I don't know. It's what do you Taylor and Robinson are so inconsistent to me. Sheriff, I mean, 
Fortner Sheriff is definitively yes, but I think Shelly. he's the only one that's defin- Chris is so distraught he just got up and walked out because like we're so close to the finish line. It's a put. It's close on the three, so I'm going to say I'm going to say yes. Okay, and then the Houston Texans. He yes, he's he he's better. He'd be good enough there. Yeah. Okay, so th- there's only ten teams across the NFL in which the best starting offensive lineman for the Chicago Bears would be considered a top three starting offensive lineman elsewhere. I'm glad Ten. you kept track because I lost myself in the middle of that. Yeah, I think we had like five other spots where Darn four or five other spots where Darnell Mooney would be wide receiver one and ten in which the best offensive lineman on Chicago would be a top three starting offensive lineman somewhere else. So I know that was a little tedious, and we appreciate you guys sitting through it, but like it I really wanted to try to quantify and drive home the point of just like the supporting cast in Chicago. There's a play on fourth and 10 in the red zone where Justin Fields takes a snap and they try to high low a read to the right side of the field. And Micah Parsons is to the left side of the field and they have a sniffer tight end and they delay release the tight end to chip on Micah Parsons. And they send the back to that side to help on the inside gap of the offensive tackle. So they sent three guys at Micah Parsons and nobody touched him. And he still ran right through and forced an incompletion by or a, a completion for Justin Fields short of the sticks on fourth down, fourth and ten in the red zone, and it was just this play that like I'm watching, I'm like wow, like okay they they chip the release they, they chip release the tight end, he didn't really touch Micah, and then the back comes through the B gap, and the offensive tackle's stuck in the mud, and Micah runs right by him like he's standing still, and it's like they they literally sent three blockers at the spinner off the edge of the line. And couldn't sniff him and force an incompletion. So you, you're just watching the tape and you see these examples of like, we just need better players, you know, from a, a quarterback development perspective. And I give Justin a lot of credit for the way that he's playing and the production that he has and the points that the Bears are scoring. But it is so apparent that this can be a lot better, but you're going to have to do what the Philadelphia Eagles have done, do what the Miami Dolphins have done. Like you have some of these young quarterbacks that you now is not the time to, well, I'm a defensive minded coach. I want to no. Now is the time to go all in on that side of the ball. Go get those guys. You need like three starters on the line and you need like three other wide receivers in the room. And it's a mix of guys with different body types and skill sets because you see they try to run different kinds of concepts. I don't want Chase Claypool running a whip return, right? <laughs> I don't. And, and they've got Dante Pettis running that route on that fourth down play, and he's lethargic at the at the whip to come back out. And the ball that Justin Fields has to throw because he's on the run sprinting away from Micah Parsons, who never broke stride to chase him down, because Justin's trying to throw him into a yak situation so that he can run away from the leverage defender, but the defender's right in his hip and almost undercuts the ball because Pettis can't get out of the break. So it's it's just, you you look at the full picture there, and, and Chicago's got a lot of work to do, but you can see so much of the bright spots with Justin Fields when you're watching the tape, and I, I thought this would be as good of an exercise as we can do in a reasonable amount of time. It's about 10 minutes, Chris. I hope you're not too mad at me. To go through and, and quantify who their best player is on the line, who their best skill player is, and put that in the lexicon of the entire NFL and see how they would measure up. 
I mean, I think that is a good way to quantify it. Um, I think that I guess what's the prevailing thought in my head right now is just that I think that the the Bears should consider themselves very lucky that lucky that there's positive momentum when it comes to Justin Fields right now, because this could have been this could have been really bad. This could have been um, something that really sunk his development where they busted him. Right. Kind of going back to right. Jordan Palmer's phrase. Uh, but he's been able to kind of manufacture quite a bit through this and he'll be better for it. Um, but but this only if but only if they get the pieces right around sure. him starting of now. Of course, starting which you, now. you'd think they would, right? Like there there can't be a planet that we live on where the supporting cast for Justin Fields isn't better next year. That would be yeah. very surprising to me. Um, and they got a lot of draft capital and don't they have like $110 million in cap space? So yeah, they're going to have a lot there. The stuff should happen here, but, uh, from the possibility of this really just getting ugly, ugly to where it's at right now. I think that's, um, that's a, that's a good spot for it to be compared to where I was afraid it could go. How, how effective do you think their sales pitch will be this off season for free agency? Cause obviously when you play the game through, through that lens, like, a lot of times, if you you haven't been a historically competitive team, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to dramatically overpay to get guys in. Like, what it, do you think Fields has enough of a pitch, and this coaching staff right now has enough of a pitch that they can live in a world where they don't have to give twenty percent above market value to get guys to commit to come there? Or, and even if you have to do that, then you're asking yourself: Are you get are you getting guys that are coming into the building for the right reason? Yeah. Are they are yeah. they how are they going to carry it? You know, that's the other worry here with this science experiment that they're they're going to have to conduct. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. All that's very real. I mean, look at look what the Jaguars had to do this past offseason. Right. Right. They got they got right. guys, but they paid. They paid a lot. And they ha- and they had Trevor Lawrence and uh, Super Bowl winning coach and Doug Peterson. Yeah. So uh, that might be more compelling. Right. So they're going to they're going to pay. There's going to there's going to be moments when we're reflecting on these moves next you know spring where we're like <laughs> that's a lot of money but it's probably right. what they had to do so sh- chicago and and ryan poles put as much of the guaranteed money in those first two years of the deal as you can so that you got some flexibility to transition after a short period of time if you need to and, and need to get a little bit more flexible but uh don't get stingy now Right. Yeah. Like them, don't, don't do the Chris Ballard thing and, and get a banner up in the stadium for having the most salary cap three years in a row. <laughs> Gonna have to spend right. it. Right. Top quartile of the top quartile. It, I can't believe hardly anybody picked up on that math being wrong. Well, I've thought can, about this about a hundred times since then. Can I offer an alternative? And, Could we be wrong? Us and math don't really go well yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. So I have no, I've been quiet the whole come. time. So they're they're fourth, right? They're fourth in the NFL and win since two thousand. Yes. So the top quartile is the top eight. The top quartile of that is the top four. So they are no. in the top. No, that's the top half of the a, top quartile. A quarter of eight oh, is two. He's wrong. Right. Draft dudes do math. I'm glad I could deliver for everybody this week. <laughs> so, Jesus. But you you see what I'm saying though? It's twenty five percent. So twenty five percent of thirty two is eight. Twenty five percent of eight. Is two. It's two. Always. It's always two. So he's in the top quartile. Why are we the doing so quartile. much no, math on this podcast? Why are we? It's a freaking football podcast. My brain hurts. Christ. People must think I'm an absolute idiot with the two truths and the lie blunders that I have and this kind of it's stuff. It's endearing. This God, is endearing. Thank, thank, 
This show's a wild, a wild one heading into the Thanksgiving break that we're taking. We're all jazzed up for the holiday, right? Like little eggnog. You guys like eggnog? You get down with eggnog, yeah or no? No, we do. We have this conversation every year. My yeah. wife had eggnog the other night, and she put ice in it. I've never oh, seen anybody God. put ice in eggnog. Oh. I criticized her for that. If you're putting anything in your eggnog, I would hope it's whiskey and cinnamon. Just but... drink apple cider, man. Don't drink eggnog. Just apple cider. All right, let's do let's do the tear maker. Tear maker Wednesday. I l- we got time. We got we got plenty of time. Knock this out of the park. We have, 15, we have 15 minutes. I don't know if we have a plenty of time. but This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We are going to rank all 32 NFL head coaches based on the idea of would we want them at our Thanksgiving Day table. Joe referred to it as who we'd like to have over for Thanksgiving dinner with our family. We have three tiers. <laughs> would love it. Would be okay. Or a hard pass. And I will tell everybody, in the pre-show meeting, Joe and I talked about this. I think Joe's got way too many people in the would love it category. Can can I chime in here real quick? Since I was not invited to the pre-show meeting because I showed up like... Because you showed up late? Yeah, okay, sure. uh, Yeah, like 60 seconds. Um, This obviously comes with the asterisk of we would love all of them to be at the table to talk football. It's almost right? like he was there. It's almost like Kyle like was, was at the He was at the meeting. meeting. He's fine. Everything's good. So through the lens of I want all 32 at yes. my table, I have then redefined love it, be okay, and hard yes. pass, knowing that my answer would be yes for all 32 of these guys. Now, there are some of these guys I wouldn't want at my table regardless. Kyle, I'm with you. That was exactly right. All 32 would love it, but because we have options, now we have options. Right. You got to re- <laughs> redefine it. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're going to go in order here based on the way they're listed on Wikipedia, which is just by alphabetical uh, order of the team. Let me get my oh, list wait, up here. Wait, wait, wait. I want to I wanna be working off the same sheet you are. You just did NFL head coaches? I did, yeah, at the Wikipedia page. And then Why are be- you so distraught? But the look on Chris, Chris had this look of disgust on his face he, that we he, had to wait another 10 seconds. He's annoyed with you up. from the second you come on the recording to the time we're done. It's right. It's, because Kyle, Kyle knows how to push my buttons from a technical operations of the show perspective. There's no need for the him to have the, right. There's no need for him to have the list open. I'm, I'm going to read the. Okay. I'm going to read okay. the names. Okay. I, I, we trust you. Let's go. Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona Cardinals. Hard pass. That's a hard pass. It's a hard pass. I'd be okay. No hard pass. I'd be okay with Cliff. What would you, what, could you imagine the conversations? What are you going to get into with him? What his workout routine is. As, you, know, you could talk, okay. talk get air raid certified you know like a uh, couple different things a couple different directions you could take that if you wanted to Arthur Smith hard pass hard pass oh it would be okay Arthur's a fine gentleman what are we doing here a fine gentleman hard, I don't know his it's it's just his demeanor for me a little stiff I agree John Harbaugh a little stiff 
Love it. Would love it. Would no, absolutely just, love it. Can we talk special teams too? We'll just be okay for John. Okay. What? what? Okay. You are a goo- you are a goofy man, Chris you, Schubert. You want to talk about personality? John Harbaugh doesn't have any personality. Oh no no no! Yes he does. Sure he does. He's one. Yes, one of my favorite press conferences to listen to is John Harbaugh. Uh, Sean McDermott would be okay. Would be okay. So this is gonna this is gonna bother some people. Why would it bother people? Hard pass. I understand it. I don't want to spend my Thanksgiving with another AFC East head coach. No, thank you. Oh, oh. You're, you're silly. That, yeah, that that's that not was the qualifier. Not a qualifier. Well, yeah, that's my qualifier. Not, no, thank you. The, qualify, the qualifier is this. You know any football question that you ask Sean McDermott, he's going to give you the script. Yeah, exactly. Poor, the only reason he wasn't he wasn't in hard pass for me was because he's the Bills coach. He's the to Bills be coach. This, could you right? imagine this guy? Like, not, not, a, not a social setting guy. You know what I mean? You imagine 20 people around a table. Sean's just blending in. Not, so, he's not, yeah. So, so coach, what went into the, uh, what went into the recipe? Any, any secrets, any secrets in your recipe? Just trying to, trying to do what's best for the team, you know, put the team first. And in the moment, that's what we felt like was the best thing to do. Well, so, so what did you did do differently this year as compared to last year? Something we'll probably have to take a take a look at this week, and you know I might get back to you on Friday on that. Any anything you might expect different for next year when you're cooking? You know, we'll we'll at the time, the appropriate time, we'll evaluate it and um, see what we can do that's in the best interest of the team. Steve Wilkes, Thanks, Carolina coach. Panthers head coach, <laughs> love it. Steve Wilkes is a slam dunk. Love it. He's he's a love it. There's no guy's doubt. been through yes. some shit. So I put, you know would, what I, mean? I, I put would be okay, but I think you're convincing me because I need to, I need to ask him, Hey Steve, what the heck happened in Arizona? You want to spill those de- dirty secrets? You yeah. want to spill those details? So and I'm if he's anything up. like Hugh Jackson was with me at the, uh, the HOA scouting combine, just waiting for the opportunity for someone to ask. Oh, us. I'm glad you asked. Here's the book. Right. Pulls out the right. book, lays it on the table, flips right. to chapter five and starts, starts reading it off. No question about it. Steve's going to empty the chamber. That's, That's fair. You can't miss I, it. I made the adjustment. I put him in the High list. on the list. It, One of the top five for me for sure, Steve Wilkes. Uh, Matt Eberflus. Hard pass. It's a hard, hard pass. pass. I, I, don't know, I don't know enough about Matt to justify him being on the list. Here. It's kind of the same thing as Arthur Smith for me. He's just a little, yeah. a little flat. Zach Taylor. A little stiff. Would be okay. Would be okay. Hard, hard pass. Hard pass. Really? Yeah. You don't think with Zach... You, you you get you get a few drinks in Zach and you're like, hey, what's it like? What, what are those meetings like with the owner that to you me have that's to the have every week? <laughs> Joe, to me that's <laughs> the he start open up to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Joe, that's the problem. It shouldn't t- if, if you're going to be invited to my Thanksgiving feast, I shouldn't need a couple of drinks. I shouldn't have to do extra work. You know? Because you're asking him to spill the beans. You know what I mean? Steve Wilkes, I don't I got- need I, I, Steve. Steve will spill the beans the moment he comes in. Hey, Steve. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why, why he's in love it, and and Zach Taylor's and would be okay. And that's why Zach Taylor's in hard pass. Okay. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, hard pass would be okay. Oh, I put hard pass. Hard pass. I'm, I didn't have great conviction on it. I was he like, looked eh. like a goon. The, him trying to get through through some of those press conferences this off season, he looked like a goon to me. Well, I don't know anybody who wouldn't based on well, what he, the Browns he, he put himself in that position. So, buddy, guess what? You're low on the list of guys to come over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Slow, slam dunk, love it. Really? You know this guy's bringing some banging oh. side dishes. I put hard pass. <laughs> no question. <laughs> oh, he's going to be a ball of fire in there. He's going to be the life of the party. No he's question. He's fireball shots. Yes. And he's got the candied yams that he's bringing with him. Yeah. Probably three 100%. pies. Right. He's got some grand, some family recipe. 
coming in with it hot, you know? He'll probably come but, in with a clicker, too, since he spent his year off on yeah. sabbatical watching all that yeah. tape. I want to watch the games with him, you know? Yep. Nathaniel Hackett. Hard pass. Hard pass. So, at the Hard. very beginning of this exercise, I explained that you put all 32 coaches through the lens that they would obviously love to be here. I would like to be abundantly clear. Nathaniel Hackett is not invited to that party. It's That's a hard a pass, and it's it's on principle. Like, no. That's no, thank saying. you. He just doesn't seem authentic to me. Because like, I've, I've been through this journey with Nathaniel Hackett because he was originally – he was the Bills offensive coordinator, like, out of nowhere. Um, and just the, just the the way people talked about him, just like – he just seemed kind of fake to me. If and then, I, I can't I, believe the second coming of Joe Philbin turned out to just not be – not have any teeth. Puts on a show, man. I don't know about this guy. I am willing to go out on a limb and say we are going to be unanimous with this next gentleman. The coach of hashtag our Lions, Dan Campbell. You got to have him at the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, Love it. Can he stay over? Right. You want to sleep over? <laughs> Can he Thursday stay for the night? whole Do we week? have enough food for the guy, though? You know what I mean? Right. That is the downside is you need to have two meals, one for Dan and yeah. one for everybody else. Guy's putting down 5,000 calories, no question. Matt LaFleur. Would, uh, okay. would love it. I said would, would be okay. I'm love with it, Joe. huh? I'm with Joe. Yeah, he, need, he needs to to hop on Amazon and do my, uh, my Christmas shopping list for my, my outfit. Like my, oh, like my okay. wardrobe. Okay, I, I appreciate that. He looks like a GQ model out there, man. Like, yeah, I want to know. I want to know where he gets his stuff so I can put it on my Christmas list. That's respectful. Um, Lovey Smith would be okay. I would say I would be okay. Pass. The story we got a lot of stories. A lot of stories we could. Tell. I thought about that. I thought about that, but he seems. I don't know. I listened to his introductory press conference to be the Texans coach. He didn't inspire me. Do you, uh, Do you feel like that is not more to do with? Houston, then Lovey, though. Like, think he, so. he was the head coach of the Bears for eight years. The Bucks, Illinois. He's got a sweet beard. Yeah, sweet man. Beard. I think he's got enough cook. I think he's got enough cooking for him that like Lovey's more than welcome at my table. Uh, Jeff Saturday, love it. I, I said would be okay. Oh, have you been listening to this guy since he's been the coach of the Colts? Yeah, I, I think the <laughs> bring him over the the breath of fresh air. Right, just it's just uninhibited because he doesn't know what he doesn't know as far as like handling all that kind of stuff. He's obviously been job. a professional football player for a long That's why time. I got but... the job, Kyle. Right. Right. Not afraid. This next guy definitely. Why did get you it. sound so much like Bill Burr just I there. don't, I don't mean for that to happen sometime. Did you hear it? I did. I did. <laughs> uh, this next guy definitely getting invited because I know he's going to have the dessert covered for us. Andy Reid. Let's go get some ice cream. Let's go get some ice cream. Dougie Doug, P, Doug Peterson. Doug love P. It. Yeah. Get love him it. in there. Would love it. Let's talk it. RPOs with Dougie P. RPOs. Yes, he's going to have the ice cream, the dessert covered. Get him in there. And you mentioned him, Joe. Andy Reid can sit right next to love Dougie it. P. Get him in there. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Josh McDaniels. No, thank you. Hard pass. Hard pass. He's in the Nathaniel Hackett. Legitimately do not want you to show up at my house. Bucket. <laughs> this next guy might also be in that bucket, depending on the way Kyle talked about him yesterday. Uh, Brandon Staley. Hard pass. I put would be okay. I put would be okay. I would be okay. Yeah. Uh, you know. Sean McVay. Got to have Sean McVay at the dinner. Yeah, love it. Love it. Just Mike. sit here and Google random random plays from random seasons. Right, and, and be like, hey, remember it. this? Yeah. And he'll be like, he'll go through it. Yeah, that's that's a great thing. He'll be like, yeah. I it's a great Kyle, I'm sure you have the same thought that I do. With that, whatever that podcast that we listened to like two years ago with Sean Flying McVay, Coach. 
so like freaking a, good, man. Yes. A podcast to this that, day that gets mentioned on the show regularly, even though it happened two years I, ago. I was so upset it didn't come back last summer. I was like, I was planning my summer around this podcast and didn't didn't come. Mike McDaniel. Did, love it. Would love it. Would, would love be it. A, would be okay. Again, AFC East. What? Coach. It's an AFC oh. East coach, Joseph. This is one of the most unique men coaching football out there. You, you got to be over. You got to have him over. No, I don't. It's my Thanksgiving dinner. I can invite who I want. Hater. Kevin O'Connell. Would be okay. Would be okay. Yeah, would be okay. Would be okay. Bill. Hard pass. Hard pass. This might be this might be a surprise. I would love it. No, Joe Kyle, no. No. See, this I've said this a million times. The Dolphins sometimes beat the Patriots. I but went. That have, it doesn't no, have anything no, to do no. with it. I went thirty-one and or thirty-two and three against Brady. You're in a current fourteen-game losing streak. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Oh, I Listen. so I I get it from that lens. But Bill, the breadth he, of football knowledge. He's boring. Don't even try this. He's boring. He's he's intentionally boring for the media. I just got done two weeks ago. I rewatched the Saban Belichick HBO special. And I think if you got him in a situation which you knew he wasn't performing for his team in front of the media to get his his messages across, and you could just have like general football conversations with him, I think it'd be thoroughly enjoyable to share. You think he would do so. it though? I understand what you're saying. Like I've seen him on his boat and all that, and like he seems like he's got something so to him, right? If, but if Bill's gonna show up at my Thanksgiving meal and I genuinely want to learn the game from Bill, I would like to think that he would provide some level of valuable insight. The way he answered that holder question a few years ago. Yes. You see little little glimpses of it. I'm bumping like, him up. I'm bumping him up to would be okay. Thank you. That's well, all I'm asking for is just let's just be uh, let's be open minded. Nah. Dennis Allen. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass, but it's it's only it's not because of anything Dennis Allen did. I just didn't have like any reaction to seeing his name on the list. C- correct. Brian Dable. Gotta have him. You gotta have him. Love dinner. it. Yes. Would love 100%. it. Love it. Robert Sala. Would love it. Gotta have him at your dinner. Love it. Would love 100%. it. He was. Who's he, he, who else is he? Is he and Dan Campbell going to fight after? Probably. That, he, that's he, what's he, interesting about uh, Sala is like you, you see him, his, his game day presence isn't what you think it's going to be though. Right. Do you guys agree with that? 100%. 100%. Uh, Nick Sirianni. So. But this guy at Thanksgiving? I, I still feel like he'd be on edge. His He had the best stories. When he was on McVay's podcast, Salah had the best stories. I could have listened to those two guys forever. Nick Sirianni. Love it. Would love it. Would be okay. What? Oh, why? Why know. is he it's not his, love it? It's his table. Joseph, I know it's your table, but what, Joseph, what puts him down? We can't have... You you and I have a, just a fundamental disagreement when it comes to these tier lists. You just want to jam as many people as you can into the elite of the elite. And I just don't – I gatekeep. There's just this – that group's got to be small. You can't just invite gatekeeper everybody. Chris. You just can't do it. Gatekeeper Chris is your new – we're getting rid of mid-major Chris, no, and you now need no. to be gatekeeper Chris. No, because because now I have to champion <laughs> I have to champion the mid-majors now because we're going to go another year without NCAA 24. Now it's going to yeah, be – Yeah, thanks a lot, EA Sports. So the mid-major challenge is going to start soon. Great. Can't wait. Is there more coaches? Mike oh, Tomlin. Yeah, we, we got like six Love more. It. 
Love it. Love it. Uh, have slam Mike. dunk. Would love Mike Tomlin as well. Yes. Kyle Shanahan would love it. If I can get Shanahan at the same table as McVay and McDaniel and them, I would love it. If I can, and it's just Shanahan in a vacuum by himself, I would be okay with it. Yeah, I haven't been just okay. Pete Carroll would love it. Give me Pete. Love, love it. it. Give me Pete. I'm surprised love Joe it. was with us there. Todd Bowles. This isn't Hard the pass? merit of their coaching ability. It's whether or not I want him over Thanksgiving. Hard pass, by the way, on Todd Bowles. I would be okay. Even though the man just built the house near mine. Did he really? Don't talk. Yeah, this, this is a possibility. Don't, don't dox the coach. Don't do that to him. <laughs> Mike Vrabel. Gotta have Mike Vrabel there. Uh, I'd be okay. Yeah. I reluctantly said love it. Yeah, he gotta have it. probably him. means he should be in He was on the okay. fringe for me, but because I knew like my numbers were pretty ambitious, I had 16 coaches in the love it section. I I'm felt like I that. had to... I felt like I had to balance him out. So Vrabel was like a, he would be a would love it, but then like the, the scale's too big. And I don't want to get gate caught by Chris, gate kept by Chris. So he's in be okay for me. I think Vrabel, there's a chance Vrabel would roast me. Oh, a million percent. Yeah. I had a, I had a bump him down. <laughs> I couldn't match like his he, wits. Like, yeah, he yeah. would, he would do it in jest, right? right. Like he wouldn't do it maliciously, right. but be like ripping me he'd, apart. he'd rip you at your own, at your own, table for right. sure yeah had a bump <laughs> rod rivera is the last coach well, you gotta love it right ron's a good guy no be okay would be okay yeah Aww. and he's he's gonna be okay because joe i just know you would text me my entire meal <laughs> with questions that you would want me to ask ron rivera including ask him if he's planning on having consecutive winning seasons for the first time in his career these next two years wait 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 He's not coming off of a winning season. Right. The next two years. That's what I mean. Like, assuming he oh. finishes the job this year and then next year. It'd be always <laughs> 12 seasons, <laughs> nine of them you had a losing record. Right. You'd be texting me that stuff nonstop with yeah. me sitting next to Ron. I couldn't do it. <laughs> ask, ask him why he never got a left tackle for the Panthers. <laughs> Is that it? Is there more? That's it. That's it. That's it. The weirdest show we've ever done. I had 16 Lovitz, nine BOKs, five hard passes, and two legitimate, like, don't show up at my house. <laughs> I wouldn't let you in if it was cold. 16 Lovitz, six. No, I cha- I, I messed this all up as I made oh, changes. Oh, boy, draft dudes do yeah. math. He's got to count the guys he moved around. And- so I went 15 Lovett, eight would be OKs, and nine hard passes. Chris, do you have your your head? I don't. There I'm, I'll reopen it here for you real quick. Just give no, me two that's seconds. not necessary. Talk about We're go nobody ahead. closes no, stuff cl- faster than Chris Schubert. It's already right, he's it's, like done. That's it. Wow, <laughs> that's gonna do it for us here today on the show, Chris. You'll have to count and get back to us on Friday. We're off tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday. We're looking forward to it. Hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving for those of you who are celebrating along with us and the draft dudes. Thanks to our friends at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. We'll talk to you again on Friday. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com. Or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.